another episode of Access Ability. I'm your host, Laura. I'm a white woman with bright blue hair, shaved on one side, wearing a black and red dress. Back in late 2006 when the Nintendo Wii originally released, undeniably the system's biggest draw was Wii Sports. A free pack entitled that featured minigames themed around motion-controlled versions of real-world sports, the combination of easy-to-understand motion controls that mimicked the real-world sports they were emulating, alongside colourful, simple character designs where you could play as yourself in the game easily, made it a mainstay of parties and social gatherings for at least a few years after it first released. It's hard to overstate how much of a global phenomenon it was when it first came out. Wii Sports has, over the years since its release, seen several sequels and sort of remakes on various bits of hardware, the most recent of which is Nintendo Switch Sports, which released last week. The game is sort of a remake of the original Wii Sports, it has some of the original sports minigames, but not all of the ones that were originally in Wii Sports, it has a couple that came from other places, like from Wii Sports Resort, and it's got a few minigames of its own. The game gives all of them a fresh HD coat of paint, and basically tries to modernise their controls a little bit, and modernise the rest of the package, but it feels very much like the Nintendo Switch equivalent of the original Wii Sports. While Nintendo Switch Sports does have some features which are going to have some limitations that disabled players will need to work around, particularly regarding some of the new sports that have been added in, the game also actively features accessibility settings that, in many ways, are better than previously seen in this series. It's not perfect, but there is some new stuff to consider here compared to just Wii Sports. This isn't just Wii Sports over again, there are some things that are going to be easier or more difficult for you as a disabled player that are worth knowing about. So today, on Access Ability, we're going to be talking about Nintendo Switch Sports. We're going to talk about the new accessibility settings that have been added to the game, and which groups of disabled players they help support. We're going to talk about which of these sports in-game can be played one-handed, and which cannot. And we're going to be talking about some of the accessibility support features that we really wish we'd seen added into Nintendo Switch Sports that are unfortunately lacking. Before we dive into any of the specific sports available in Nintendo Switch Sports, I want to talk about some of the game's overall settings that apply regardless of which sport is being played. First up is the game's per-sport dominant hand settings. The first time you boot up each game in Nintendo Switch Sports, you will be asked if, for that sport, you wish to use your left or right hand as your dominant hand. The fact that you can select a dominant hand at all is great to see, because Nintendo has a bit of a history of catering their motion controls specifically and exclusively to right-handed players in games like the original Wii Sports or The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Additionally, the ability to change your dominant hand at a later date without needing to create a new profile is really appreciated, as it means that if you injure your previously dominant hand, or lose the ability to use it entirely, you can switch which dominant hand you use without losing cosmetic unlock progress. On that note, Nintendo Switch Sports contains a series of randomly unlocked cosmetic items, earned by playing the game. While some disabled gamers may struggle with the mental pull of randomised rewards, it's important to note that there is no way to spend real-world money to speed up gaining access to these randomised reward pulls. Nintendo Switch Sports does not explicitly gender player characters during character creation based on their choices of more masculine or more feminine character models, and no cosmetic items are limited by gender. Any player can wear any cosmetic item that they like at any time. 
Nintendo Switch Sports also features a setting to turn off stickers, which are displayed on screen by online multiplayer opponents, which appear at the sides of the screen. These are Nintendo's equivalent to voice chat, they're limited to certain emotions being displayed by little pictures. If you are a player with a disability where frequent small pop-ups around the sides of your screen might be a distraction from play, such as players who are autistic or those with ADHD, you can turn these off in the settings menu. Lastly, Nintendo Switch Sports features a settings option titled Alternate Colour Mode, which is not explicitly labelled as being designed for colourblind players, but is clearly aimed at those players. The settings option is very unclear in its execution. It's only an on or off toggle, and doesn't feature different settings tailored to players with the various different types of colourblindness. While it's a little hard to immediately notice what has been changed by the setting, it seems like a lot of the colours are washed out when this setting is active, and become less vibrant, with colour trails behind objects such as balls reduced, and some colours slightly tweaked. I have included some footage here of the game in its regular colour mode, followed by alternate colour mode, to demonstrate the difference during gameplay. It is important to note that none of the sports playable in Nintendo Switch Sports feature any kind of alternative control schemes. The default motion controls are what they are, and there is no changing them in any way supported in-game. This is a shame, as most sports do not use both analogue sticks, and as demonstrated with Skyward Sword HD last year, Nintendo is capable of mapping one analogue stick to replace motion controls in a game. Text in Nintendo Switch Sports is decently sized in a nice legible font, and most games feature large clear animations to demonstrate how to play for players unable to read in-game text. In offline single player, you can tweak the difficulty of AI between a few different presets. Lastly, if you prefer navigating menus with D-pad controls rather than analog sticks, you'll be out of luck here, as the D-pad does not navigate menus, and is mapped such that you can accidentally back out of menus by trying to use it. So with that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about some of the individual sports in Nintendo Switch Sports. Tennis plays much the same as it did in Wii Sports. The game is playable one-handed, relies much more on timing than actual angle of motion, and can be played with small flicks of the wrist rather than grand motions. Bowling plays very similar to its Wii Sports incarnation too, but with a slightly greater degree of control over your throw angle. The game can be played one-handed, and while it tries to encourage you to use full swinging motions that replicate real-world bowling swings while standing, it can be played with a more restrictive swing or while seated. It will require you to start with the top of the Joy-Con pointed upwards towards the ceiling, swing it so that the front of the Joy-Con faces the floor, and then back up toward the screen. Shambara, the sword fighting game from Wii Sports Resort, is largely the same as it was there, with some tweaks that add additional sword fighting styles. While regular sword and charge sword are fairly self-explanatory sword styles that can be played one-handed with wrist flicking motions, I want to talk in a little more depth about Twin Swords style. While Twin Swords does in theory require the use of both Joy-Cons, it is actually surprisingly playable one-handed. You lose some of the style's flexibility by not being able to take advantage of increased attack targets for the enemy to keep their eye on and help you get around blocks, but you can only ever block with one sword at a time, or swing with one sword at a time, and you can't attack with one while defending with the other. So if you can find a grip where you can hold both Joy-Cons at once, and 
hit either ZL or ZR, you can attack and defend, building up your spin attack meter. Spin attacks are activated by swinging both controllers together once your meter is built up, so it is possible to activate one-handed, though you may be limited by not being able to hold your spin attack for later, having to use it on your first attack swing after it's ready for use, because you can't avoid swinging both controllers together if you're putting both controllers in one hand. Moving on to the newer sports, volleyball and badminton are both single controller sports, but they are both a bit more complicated than their nearest comparison, which is tennis. In volleyball, you'll need to move your character left and right using the analog stick, engaging in multiple different types of motion controls to set, spike, or block the ball. While most of these motions are very similar, they centre largely on raising your arm or bringing it down quickly at a precise time, there is also a degree of aiming involved too. For badminton, timing is the least relevant of any of the comparable sports on display. You'll be using ZL or ZR to change between regular and drop shots, or trying to aim your hits side to side, using underhand or overhand swings of varying intensity. This seemed to be the game that was most resistant to being played with small wrist flicks. Lastly, let's talk about football slash soccer. This is the most complicated sport on offer in terms of controls, as well as the one least able to be played one-handed. The game features dual analogue controls for running around the pitch and manipulating the camera, while faced buttons are used for actions like jumping and passing, with motion controls used to directionally aim how you'll kick the ball. Football also features the least clear tutorial of all sports in the collection, not explaining before your first game that there is a stamina meter, or how jump and pass controls work. You can invert vertical and horizontal camera controls in football, as well as set the minimap to either be static, or rotate to match the direction you're looking mid-play. Having now put a decent amount of time into playing Nintendo Switch Sports, my big takeaway is that this is undeniably a step forward in terms of accessibility compared to past Nintendo Sports titles like Wii Sports, but also, you know, this is 15 plus years later after that game originally released, and while this is a step forward, I wouldn't praise this compared to other modern titles from similar big-budget studios today. This is a step forward for the Nintendo Sports franchise, but it's not necessarily praiseworthy when put next to what the rest of this industry is doing right now in terms of accessibility. It's progress within context. I'm glad that Nintendo Switch Sports features some form of colorblind support, but really we should be expecting developers to have tailored support for each of the common types of colorblindness, not just one generic colorblindness toggle. I really wish that we had any kind of alternate control schemes, even if it was still just motion controls, so that there was some alternative way to play these games if the default control scheme doesn't work for you, and even if it was only for offline single-player play, or offline play with friends and family, I wish there was some attempt made to have non-motion controls available for players who simply cannot engage with motion. Nintendo has demonstrated, particularly with last year's Skyward Sword HD, that they can make analog stick-based alternatives to motion controls, and most of the games in this collection have an analog stick available that isn't being used that could be mapped to motion instead for players who cannot engage with motion. I'm glad that Nintendo is taking some baby steps in some regards. I'm glad that character outfits are not gender-locked and not excessively gendered. I'm really glad that Nintendo has remembered that left-handed people also play motion control video games, but 
If we look at this in the grander scheme of the video game industry, this is not a groundbreaking update. This is an update that is positive in the scope of what Nintendo's doing, but that doesn't make the big leaps that we really want to see from Nintendo to bring them up to speed with the rest of the industry. 